on the next episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today we're going to be drinking winter beers. The beers that we'll be trying today. First up, we'll have Victory Brewing Company's Winter Cheers, which is a 6.7% ABV hazy wheat ale. We will then move into Prairie Artisan Ale's Seasick Crocodile, 4.8% ABV American Wild Ale. New Belgium Brewing Company's Accumulation at 6.2% ABV White IPA will be third. Fourth, Bell's Brewery's Bright White, a 5% Belgian-inspired wheat. Fifth, Harpoon Brewing's The Long Thaw, a 6.2% ABV White IPA. Then good old Boston Beer Company's Cold Snap, a 5.3% white ale. And then finally, a entry from the Spencer Brewery, their Winter Warmer, a 5.3% amber lager. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey everyone, welcome again to another sud segment where we feel good beer is best when it's paired with bad accents and long belches. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. (laughs) You knew it was coming. Exactly. I am one of your hosts, good old gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is Reverend Mark. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Spreading the good news of that the beer. That was so gospel. subtle. Yes. <laughs> Bringing <laughs> you the gospel of good beer. <laughs> true, wow. true. Good old boy, Mike. Hello. Well, I'm so glad that most of the TRO uh, elements have been lifted in Canada against me, so I get to talk about beer again. Whew, thank God. I mean, it was touch and go there for a minute. Well, you know, those people in Saskatchewan, just a little touchy, you know. Bam, once again. <laughs> yeah, well, they do like their words pronounced Kick correctly. him out. <laughs> what, what, is, what did TRL and Carson Daly have to do with you in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, such a, a sweet back. youngster. Bail denied. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy, Drew. Hello. I'm just so pleased to be here. That's Aww. his new catchphrase. Gotcha. Gotcha. The original recipe. Yeah. Good boy, Dave. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bart. Yes, Bart. That was Pee Wee, man. <sighs> oh, really? Yeah. Sounded like Bart Simpson. Sorry. Kind of did. Well, burr, burr. Mm. It is cold outside, and that makes me one happy camper. It's I'm winter freezing time. Freezing my off. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried, right? Okay. Nice. <laughs> well, I happen to really enjoy this time of year. I'm probably the only one at the table that can say that. Yes. <laughs> I love the winter. Tell me how you really feel. 
Well, today we're going to be drinking winter beers as opposed to winter beets. <laughs> now, a lot of us may be more prone to drinking big boozy stouts or barley wines this time of year, and we all are nodding our heads in agreement on that. And those are great for warming you up from the inside out, if you know what I mean. But a lot of breweries are putting out somewhat lighter beers, and not necessarily just in appearance, but also in body and ABV. So, today we're going to talk about those. Um, good old boy Drew, why don't you give us today's lineup? Absolutely. The uh, winter seasonal beers that we'll be trying today are... Yes, they, everyone, I wrote beets instead of beers, okay? Sorry. Bears, beets, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> you know. Autocorrect strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Which we makes, have some borscht go with this? Which <laughs> makes me wonder, though, Do why winter is he beets taste beets? different than summer beets? <laughs> I like beets. You know. Beets are delicious. Roasted. They make, they make your poo look weird. but <laughs> I don't usually examine my poo too closely. Well, maybe you should. <laughs> Be self-aware, but yeah. Drew. Let your me body write, will tell let you. Let me write down the episode title here. The harassment of Dave again. <laughs> yes. Part 372. Have a beat. It's a, it's a good old boy Dave beat down. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, back to the issue at hand. The beers that we'll be trying today. Uh, first up, we'll have Victory Brewing Company's Winter Cheers, which is a 6.7% ABV hazy wheat ale. We will then move into Prairie Artisan Ale's Seasick Crocodile. Yes, yes, that's the reference. 4.8% ABV American Wild Ale. Uh, New Belgium Brewing Company's Accumulation at 6.2% ABV White IPA will be third. Bell's Brewery's Bright White, a 5% Belgian-inspired wheat. Fourth, um, fifth, Harpoon Brewing's The Long Thaw, a 6.2% ABV white IPA. Then good old Boston Beer Company's Cold Snap, a 5.3% white ale. And then finally, a entry from the Spencer Brewery, their Winter Warmer, a 5.3% amber lager. Maybe mm. ah. it's cold outside. Wait, I, I don't know if you can do that one anymore, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You get canceled. You're going to get canceled. You can sing anything. You just can't no. sing the rest of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, good old boy Drew. Okay, Reverend Mark, you're up next. Please All give right. us the Suds ratings for today. Be glad to. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one. Ooh, that really sucks. Give me anything but a bud. A bud ice. Bud ice, yeah. Number two. Was that a belch? No, it was a nice house. Oh, snap. <laughs> And number three. Ah, what a relief. Ooh. Number four. A body should really not make that sound. And number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. So, Mike, when you were first creating the signature belching sounds... Why does number four have an angel heavenly chorus and number five doesn't? 
<laughs> um, because uh, it was just the heavenly a- aspects of the uh, aura of the angels. Um, I was like, the heavens apart. And you'll hear this sound that comes as you're uh, having beer number four. Oh. Yeah. Well. I don't buy it. Yeah, yes. I don't get it either. But, okay. Moving on. <laughs> so, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, um, wow, what we should we we should we give them some fair warning? <laughs> They've seen the radio. Make sure your children are. Yeah, the that, there oh. you go. I agree. <laughs> this is a family beer show that your family should not be around. <laughs> it's manageable, but I don't know if I like it or hate it. <laughs> fair. So we did a little pre-tasting, and um, we're going to go over these beers individually now and give us and give our ratings. One thing minus one beer in particular; these are all very light. And if I didn't have any idea, I would say they're all like IPA-ish and summer you know, beers, you know? Yeah, and summer beery mm-hmm. kind of things. But they're not lawnmower beers, but um, in the winter, snowmower, yeah. yeah. snowblower, snowblower beers. beers. Yeah, yeah, snowblower beers. Yeah. I actually saw a snowblower for sale in a like thrift store down here, like a uh, 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 bargain hunt. You, you really? Yeah. And I was like, why did that get shipped to Tennessee in the first place? Did it miss Gatlinburg? Is that like. I, I, did, they don't even get the volume of snow required to actually run a blower. I mean, I, I've never lived in an area where I was required to own a blower. I was young enough that I other believe people took care of that. But Juliana can enlighten. You I, was, I have a feeling that. there might be somebody sitting at this table that knows something about the minimum amount of snow required to run a blower. Now we have a legit mm. snow shovel that yeah, came, yeah. came from up north. Yeah, as opposed to what my so, wonderful husband wait, tried to do on Dave, one there's snowfall. There's no high requirement for the usage of that tool. Wow. <laughs> As long as it's not taller than you are, I think it works. He's searching. He's searching. He's <laughs> there you go. I knew we were getting to the right. No, I was thinking about the year that Dave was kind enough to try to torch away the so snow. So the, the one year we actually got enough snow to do some, I have a propane torch, and I, I rednecked it, man. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Is there evidence on YouTube? Mm-hmm. There's evidence on my phone. There's a video. YouTube. Yes. <laughs> well, so I had a guy that worked for me uh, quite a while ago, about you know, 10, 15 years ago. And he was late to a meeting. And uh, so I, he was apologizing because his driveway heaters had malfunctioned and he was not able heaters he was not able to get out of his driveway he was in wisconsin wisconsin and you have heated driveways and it's in wisconsin so you don't have to shovel anything so i I thought like a heated bathroom floor was bougie yeah this is bougie yeah Mm. i have one of those but uh um, I, i rest my case yeah (laughs) <laughs> but the uh, yeah, but he showed me the picture when you know I was like, I've never heard of such a thing, you know. And uh, I'm like, I don't have that in my place in New Hampshire. I don't have a mm. driveway in I imagine place in New Hampshire, so like some sort of s- steam tunnel or something. It's just literally electric coils, you know. Oh, that's okay. just a big the same heat. Yeah, same technology, same like, technology yeah. as the bathroom. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. radiant heat, you know. So I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't heat the whole driveway. It just basically just you know makes 
you know the the spots the on the drive you know so your do you think tires like, don't have anything sometimes to, when he and his wife or whoever are going on a trip and they're like oh my god did i turn the driveway did I off turn the driveway off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know when i was is. doing the uh new belgian tour in fort collins they actually convert their methane through a pipe system that then I do thaw, mine thaws too. out all of their uh their loading docks driveways everything yeah huh. I, I asked about the steam tunnels because i i went to a boarding school and, and they heated all their old buildings with you know steam piped through from a big uh, boiler room and boarding and it would, school eh? yeah, yeah bougie, a little bougie. Lord, you know, yeah. little lord fauntroy I, I just have this bad <laughs> mental image of carl lining everybody up you know at black abbey and farting into a tube and going dude we're eating the place yeah you know so <laughs> <laughs> That does sound like something he'd do. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> only know? works. Isaiah on, would be in on it as well. Right, for absolutely, sure. they would. Yeah. Only works on chili day. Maybe taco, <laughs> taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so punny, Dave. Oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you do that once a week, I mean, it heats up everything for the. You know, I for guess. months. Where right? do you put that on your resume? Was that mass? The <laughs> is that a skill? It's a special skill. <laughs> special skill set okay we'll be back after this brief interlude in just a minute that's why you have to check your poop drew (laughs) welcome back everyone on today's episode we are talking about well we were talking about farts (laughs) we're talking about australian (laughs) cows farting (laughs) farting your driveway farting the snow off your driveway that is a noise yeah, well, let's let's move beyond the farting for a moment. <laughs> That'd and, be the um, first episode. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about some winter beers. Yay. Yay. Okay. First one will be from, yay, my home state, uh, Victory Brewing Company. It's called Winter Cheers. Uh, 6.7% hazy wheat ale. It's a, it combines German wheat and barley malt, oats, torrified wheat, and whole flour, uh, tetanang, and citra hops. It's just a warm holiday brew that delivers a refreshing finish with hints of banana, clove, and citrus. This just looks like my urine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is rather yellow. And fizzy. I love the aroma on this beer. Um... You know, that's one of the things that really attacks you very quickly. That almost kind of a juicy fruit, you know, kind of uh, induced with a lot of clove. Right. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't get the transfer onto my palate as much. No. Yeah. I, I agree. It, yeah. it definitely smelled much more banana clove than tasted. Yeah. yeah. I think the hops cut into some of that probably a little bit. Uh, some of my other tasting notes here, uh, super creamy. Um, that winter spice is definitely there. Uh, so... This is a, that's probably a common theme to a lot of the beers we're going to talk about today is uh, there's a lot of baking spices in a bunch of these. And yeah. so, what do you mean by baking spices, Mike? Well, I'm talking about cinnamon and clove and nutmeg and all the pumpkin spice and all that crap I really hate. And so, all the spice girls. Gotcha. Yeah, all spice. The mistletoe. <laughs> Scary. <bomb>. Baby spice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and old spice. Old spice. Yeah. yeah that was so, their banana is actually not a baking spice, but it actually, that's more of a, a byproduct of yeast. So, if they're using a Belgian yeast, that would probably be a very common way. Yeast farts. Yeah. They you would have but i did get the uh winter spice off this um i thought the clove was probably the dominant 
uh, spice for this. I this was very well balanced, um, and I did not write that down a whole lot today. So yeah, and I got a little bit of mineral in there too. It just a, almost like a splash of Perrier, but that's just me. Hmm. No, I I agree with you 100 percent there, Rev. Like a minerality, mm-hmm. yeah. a little minerality. Okay. Like a nice white wine, you know, just mm-hmm. just look, yeah. sp- sucking on a rock. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that uh, mm-hmm. Keystone State water? Yes. Uh. Could be. Could be. Um, right. I, I think, f- you know, in terms of winter beers, I really, I like this rendition. Um, I never would have really thought of like a wheat, you know, as a winter beer per se. But I like the spice balance on it. And it doesn't. You know how some wheats are very, very weedy? Like, yes, there's a creaminess, but it's not like that super weedy flavor. And I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate the balance of the spices on here. And that bit of hops, which is like, ooh, hey, (laughs) that's something I can really enjoy. It's It's not my favorite style of beer, but it's okay. There's a bit of a street pole lube on this. I'm sorry. Great whole lube. I like that. Like that. Well, guys, it's been nice doing this show for about nine years now. And uh, light pole. Sorry, I should say. I'm sorry it had to end like this. Victory is Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Uh, Yep. I'm pretty uh, sure. No. Right right state. It's right state. Wrong part. Is it in the The, east or the west? The dumpster hot tubs. To be the West, we actually. Did so you're an saying episode. that's a completely different style of lube. It's all the Yankee. <laughs> it's all Yankee stuff. You know. Use. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed this beer. I didn't get a ton of the winter baking spice. The, I, I agree. The clove was definitely there. Yeah, I, it wasn't invasive. Yeah, that's why I said well very balanced. well balanced. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Whenever I read like cheers, I always end up thinking of Shiner Cheer. Mm. which is probably one of the worst winter seasonals I have ever had in my entire life. Mm. Um, so I was coming into this, like just prepared to hate it, but I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I have to say, this isn't my favorite style either. Not this particular, but any of the, uh, like an American wheat per se, cause yeah. I, if I'm going to have a wheat, I want the vine stopping yeast. Yeah. I'd rather have a full blown Belgian. Yeah. Yeah. So did this, so how would you rate this as a, like a, a wit beer or a, I thought it was not to style of a wit beer. I did like the creamy aspect of it. I think that what throws me off is I don't really think of wit beer as being infused with with baking spices. Right. So I think that's where my head was at. So if if there was a little more like coriander or like whatever. Yeah. A little orange, you know, a little citrus, a little orange peel. Yeah. This wasn't a wit beer with clove. This was a wheat beer with... Baking budget. spices. Yeah. Yeah. I like chamomile in, in, in a slight beer, difference but, between yeah. those. Yeah. Well, so and I, I guess that's the what defines it from being like a traditional like where it would be a warm weather beer. You know, you can just take put some pie spices in any beer, and it's a winter beer. I guess they're not calling yeah. out any baking spices in the description. So is for well, perhaps so that in our minds well, and comes from yeast. Well, but. Well, but is that, is that from the yeast? Right, yeah. You know, the banana clove and... The, just the natural... Right. There's no way you're going to get that clove without adding clove know, spice in it. Some of those, I don't think know, they add clove yeah. to Garden, and I get a lot right. of, it, a lot of clove. So you're saying that the clove came for maybe the tetanang? No, I'm saying we're saying through the... The byproducts of the yeast, yeah, like they, they I don't, probably know. I don't yeah. know a yeast that produces a clove over time. Well, vine stopping will if you if it's low ambient, 
you'll get clove. Mm-hmm. But if it's high ambient, you get banana. Yeah. If it's high, high, you get bubble gum. Yeah. I, I, think, you're, I think you're giving Victory a lot more credit because I, I think they're just drop clove. <laughs> in the in the in the tanks, so. they might have dropped some cloves in there, but I, I don't know because I don't think the clove was. I mean, it was the dominant flavor, but it doesn't. But if if it's the style of beer in the natural process of that, it was kind not of yeast, a clove beer. That I would not uh, go that far. All right, Victor, you're going to have to settle this for us. All right. No, I don't think that they added. I mean, I, I was looking, and they haven't added anything to it. I think it's just their yeast strain, and maybe just with the oats that they have and the hops that they have that it was just accentuated a little bit more. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and to clear that up, they are from Downington, so they're west of Philadelphia, but they're still classified <laughs> as the east side of the state. Yes. I was about to say, what? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Mike's all almost like, yeah. a, it's almost a Wilmington, so at that it's point. Somewhere, so. It's where you drive through when, you're, when your auntie makes you move to L.A. with your family, because you, know, you, you went down and practically a Delaware beer got oh into uh had a fight with some all right some so hey what did we uh, yeah, yeah okay wow. oh, so what did, we, uh, what did we rate um <laughs> y'all are all so old beer? so the victory brewing company winter cheers beer we rated a four uh, 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 maybe some clove flavor lubed <laughs> fresh prince all right let's yes, go yes yes west wow. philadelphia born and raised yeah, playground yeah. just, just making okay. sure just making sure don't make me sing the whole thing to you, <laughs> all right. buddy let's move on to oklahoma now and let's go to prairie mike's favorite of the flight yeah <laughs> um and it's got a really funky pink color too anyway <sighs> So we're going to talk about like my urine. <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about seasick crocodile. It's a four point eight percent American wild ale, um, and it is brewed with cinnamon, cranberries, ginger, and nutmeg. It certainly is definitely cranberries, yeah. faux show, sure. and nutmeg. Mm. That's tot. Yeah, you know that's the thing. I'm uh, that's getting to me is that sweet tart. You know, kind of powdery, you know, thing going on when you put sweet tarts in your mouth and you're crunching them. This has the exact same mouthfeel, you know, as, as that. Um, I actually, one of my, I wrote my tasting notes down. I actually wrote, first thing I wrote was astringent, but I don't think that's the case anymore. No, it's softened yeah. since yeah. it's come out of the can. Yep. I got to admit, the can art is really kind of cute. Oh, well, that's totally why it's mm-hmm. in this flight. That's <laughs> 100%. I mean, yeah, that's adorable. Prairie always does a great job with their can art. They do. It has softened, though, a lot since I first cracked it open. Um, it has, yeah. Yeah. The cranberries, to me, it's come out a little bit more, and it's kind of like softened <sighs> that lactic acidiness of it. Now, is this something I would dream as a winter ale? Probably not. No. Right. But I, I like that Prairie was thinking outside the box when they did this, you know, which is cool. Hey. It's- I get the ginger a little bit, and uh, ginger really helps you with uh, with belches if you've been eating chili. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Help warm, with that methane production. Kind of warms you up as well. <laughs> yep. So I like a little bit of the uh, tasting table conversation we were having that – this is, I would not go to grab a wild ale naturally in the winter. Um, there are probably, you know, some 
some Belgian sour beers that I do enjoy through the winter, but um, an, an American wild ale probably is something I would just let it sit there, you know, until springtime. Yeah. So I think that from a, I think from a style perspective, this was definitely not like the other beers that we're talking about today from a style perspective. But yeah. I think if you just asked me flat out to say, um, hey, uh, Mike, I'm thinking about making a wild ale and infusing it with winter spices and baking spices, I would just flat out look at them and go, this is a very bad idea. Please don't do that. Um, but uh, I actually, this uh, is toned down quite a bit. I think in my own head, is I think of that very invasive nature of a lot of those spices. Mm-hmm. And I guess if mm-hmm. I had to give you know props to the way that they made this, I think it's a lot softer, um, and those spices are not so invasive. The beer, the, the, the base beer is actually still shining through. Uh, what few spices that they've uh, infused with. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually improved for me since I first had it a little while ago. I almost wonder if they were maybe trying to go for like a mold wine like not not a mold wine like to replace that in like a holiday party or right, compliment to, right, I, I agree you know, some something or to at least kind of bring your mind to that yeah i did write that for one of the beers in our flight today but not this one hmm. but you know i wonder if they're thinking okay so the average person that likes prairie is going to be somebody that likes something a little bit tarter in general right because I mean, their portfolio or just is, something weird. is not traditional loggers. And, right. And it's right there on the right. shelf. Weird beers that Dave might like. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if they're thinking, well, what can we do to give them a winner option for those people that don't want to drink the, you know, bourbon stouts and um, allspice bombs, you know. Well, some people not? really only like to drink more sour beers. I mean, right. like. You get to that point That's very in true. your beer journey where yep. you like you first really start liking sour beers. Finally, and you're like, "Crap, that's all I want to drink." Right. Yeah, you know, that's all you drink Just for double a while. down. I yeah. have definitely been around a lot of people like that that they get a style in their head, and you know, yeah, they. Uh, I have a close friend. She's like that. Every place we go, she's like. Mike, what kind of great sour beers do they have here? And I'm like, could you just move on to something else? You know, sure. but. Um, but yeah, she she'll drink sour beers literally year round, and there's no abandon to it at all. And that's yeah. like all she drinks. Yes, it's very yeah, true. Man. Yeah. Well, and then some breweries too, they make stuff like this for the wine drinkers or whoever people that aren't just normal beer people. But they'll they'll they can edge into something like this a little bit easier than they could a stout or a lager or some, you know or an IPA, something that tastes more like you know standard you know beer style. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. something I would suggest to someone visiting a brewery that doesn't like normal beer. You know, yeah. wants, co- wants a cocktail, wants a wine. Here, try this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Because they can focus on the spices mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, the seasick crocodile from Prairie Artisan Nails, we rated a three. And and honestly, I think this is a really good start to our flight because they've been so diverse. You know, up yeah. to this point. Now, let's head over to Colorado and talk about New Belgian Belgium Brewing Company's accumulation. Mm. Uh, 6.2% white IPA. It's a direct revolt against the longstanding tradition of brewing dark beers for the winter. 
Hey, didn't we just talk about that? Crafted with mosaic and Amarillo hop varietals and a bit of wheat, this IPA will keep your long nights glowing blizzard white. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. First r- word I wrote down was crushable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is an easy yeah. drinker. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, a white IPA is, is an IPA that's wheat based, this right? Is, so, yeah, this is definitely right. one of those moments where you drive, you know, buy a 12 pack and you look over and you're like, you drink, where? There's only four beers left. Where did all that on? go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they up the, they up the ABV. But it's still, like I say, crushable. So th- it doesn't. Not I don't. A session beer. I don't. Yeah, I don't normally associate that with uh, winter. But mm-hmm. this is sort of in that weird place where it has the ABV, and you wouldn't crush too many of those in a row. Great hot blend. Uh, I really think the balance here between uh, the Amarillo and the Mosaic is really spot on. Um, I I couldn't. There's no way to improve, you know, over what they've done, you know, with the hot blend here. I really love the finish. This has a nice, crisp finish. Um, if I didn't know any better, I would have said this was a lager. If I'd probably just tasted it, not, you know, blind, I would have accused this of being a, a lager with that style of finish. Like a solid gold or yep. something from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a relationship with it in my throat. I got to depart. Um, I actually didn't like this. I think it's the... Say so it's the worst things of IPA and the worst things of wit put together, and and I yeah I I get that you know it, it is it is what it is I, I I'm not a huge wit beer guy just to begin with mm-hmm. um so that was gonna make it a tough sell for me and then I am the odd person at the table and I've admitted this once before and I was almost thrown out so I hesitate to repeat myself <laughs> but I don't generally like mosaic hops. Um, you know what? Get out. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a door. <laughs> and we're done here, folks. <laughs> Don't let the front door hit you where the good Lord split you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how can how can you go to Bearded Iris that much and say, I don't like most yeah. things? Something what, about- What planet well, are you from? It's- <sighs> I, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I don't yeah. like Mosaic entirely, but- Something about the way that it plays with many of the hot blends it's usually mixed with. Like, yeah. you put Mosaic and Nelson Sabin together, I love it. You I'm put just Mosaic. I'm harass the- you every time we're sitting there going, yeah. wait, See, that's, hang I, on a second. I will that say. beer has Mosaic in it. Do not serve that to him. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I don't always like Mosaic blended with other hops because I don't think. I like mosaic, mosaic by itself. All by right. itself. See, I don't like Mosaic Promise, you know, like um, straight mosaic. Yeah, but like, I, I kind of feel the same way you do about like nelson sovin i don't think it blends with other hops all that well all the time um but but i again i think and i think sometimes people do like a nine hop blend or something i'm like dude what's the point because you muddied everything up but to me this beer has what i like about wheat beers which is a little bit of that sweeter base the the creamier mouthfeel and it doesn't have what i don't always like about wits which is like the bubble gum or the the clove and banana stuff you know that's Fair. that's what pushes me mm-hmm. off of those beers it's got the nice hoppiness plus it's got the mouthfeel and the abv although the the ibu seems to be a little low to me but yeah I, I, maybe they just weren't trying to go for a bur- you know a burner i don't know mm-hmm. what do you think juliana I absolutely love this. This to me reminds me of everything that I love about the winter. And I know this sounds really weird, but like 
I could see myself if I was hand shoveling after a big snowstorm. Um, the air is really crisp, and every time I take a sip, I just I, I feel like it's still sort of snowing a little bit, and I'm getting a little bit of the snowflakes in my mouth while I'm drinking this. And one thing, <laughs> I, I know this sounds really weird. Don't but eat the yellow snow. No. But, and then citrus. It, this citrus is like so fresh and so crisp. It's like I have orange, like slices of orange that I'm eating outside while I'm shoveling. Wow. It's just great. That's a very descriptive description. We'll be right back after this brief interlude. Welcome back, everyone. Today's episode is we have been talking about winter beers and the lighter side of winter. We have been discussing New Belgium Brewing Company's accumulation, and um, we are rating that a four. <laughs> now, let's move to another wintry state, Michigan. And we're going to go to Bell's Brewery and talk about their bright white. It is a 5% Belgian-inspired wheat ale. Um, the alternative to dark and heavy winter warmer and stouts, bright white, formerly called winter white, is a stylish and refreshing wheat ale fermented with a Belgian yeast, a blend of barley and wheat malts um, that gives you clovey and fruity aromas, without all without the use of any spices. Mm. All right, Mike, so don't even say it's got spices in it. I love this one. So, I mean, just go ahead and get it out of the way. It's a, a wheat, you know, wit, Belgian inspired. You know, don't normally like it. Really like this. Um, I think all those flavors play very well together. It is crushable, if you will. Well, the flavors are kind yep. of subtle. Yes. You know, like, yeah. so they're, they're not like just blowing you up and, and right. in your face and stuff. I would call it a two dimensional beer and not in a bad way. I mean, it's layered, but it's not too much going on. Yeah, that makes sense. I like I like that. I think the uh, the creamy aspect of this is probably as closely aligned with a whip beer as you know. Uh, I, that would be the one. This is the one beer in the flight we've had so far that I would just flat out had said this is wit. So the spices are incredibly subtle, you know, through this and. So I I actually didn't pick up anything on the nose or even in the taste profile that just kind of really stood out to me. There's something there that I can't quite figure out. Um, but th I think that's the difference between this being a winter wheat and a wit beer is that it's not clean like a traditional wit beer would have been. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Meh. I, I'm I'm sorry I'm not as big not of a fan as the rest. Of, no, because this is that heavy wheat flavor that I don't necessarily appreciate in wheat beers. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like I just I am tasting a big old mouthful of wheat that just got harvested. Well, in, there's inside barley of a grain in this silo. too. <laughs> yeah, so there's barley in this as well, and I think that's providing yeah. you know a lot more body. Uh, than a than a pure wheat beer here as right, well. Right. Yeah, I pick up a lot more residual malt at the at the end mm. than you uh, yeah. oftentimes would with the wit beer. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's just me. Okay. <clears throat> that's fair. What what do we rate this? We rated the bright white from Bell's Brewery a three. <laughs> now let's move out east. 
And let's go to Harpoon Brewing Company. We're going to talk about the long thaw. Uh, this is a 6.2% white IPA. The season in New England is fickle. Snowy mornings are met by sunny afternoons, and weekday warm streaks lead into weekend blizzards. Oh, if only down here. Instead of switching up our beer choices to match the winter, they brewed the long thaw. It's a delightfully hazy IPA with orange peel, coriander, and American hops. Soft, crushable, and refreshingly citrusy, but medium-bodied with a warming spice. It's perfect. From it's, Blizzard. I don't know if it's perfect, but it, it is delightful. I, I like this beer. I thought the citrus came out well. I thought it was pretty well balanced. Um, it's just a nice, nice little IPA for me. I also wrote Crushable on this one, and... Um, it has a creamy uh, mouthfeel to it. Um, very crisp, hot, you know, profile around this, um, but uh, not invasive. Um, you know, I think this would be if this were probably on the tap handle. I would definitely say, yeah, you'd enjoy a glass of that. I can tell Mike's been watching a lot of Star Trek because he uses the word invasive a lot. <laughs> invasive species. Starts Resist- referencing a prime directive. Or yes. Or Resistance is futile. Hmm. Juliana, what do you think about this beer? Yeah, this one is a little softer than the accumulation in terms of the citrus. It's True. a little muted. You know, it's not as, nothing is as crisp. It's softened. It's almost like, you know, soft light versus like crisp light. But, I really enjoy this as well, and to me, it just opens up that, yeah, something can be wintry, but it's not deep, dark, and heavy, and um, this is crushable as well, and I think they did a good job. No no big winter spices on this. No, Uh, no, which I think was nice. Yeah, and I thought the coriander uh, was there. If Probably if I was tasting this blind, I probably would have accused it of being, um, you know, a Belgian-style of some kind, yeah. not a wit, uh, but I probably would have said, honestly, I probably would have picked it as a triple or something like that. Um, with, you know, that coriander kind of being a bit of the underlying spice here. But, yeah, not overwhelming at all. Yeah, and I think because we're at it, they've added in the orange peel and the coriander as part of an IPA winter white type beer that they had to dial back the hops a li- little of the bittering hops at least. So I think that gives it um, crushability in that, for me at least, if I'm not going to be drinking a lot of uh, high IBU uh, offerings. So I like that. I was not a huge fan um, of this one in particular, but I think I would probably like it better with food. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, mm. I would really like a lobster roll with this beer. Mm. Is, is, is lobster season mm-hmm. winter or summer in New England? Uh, it is all in fall. Seasons. Yeah. Fall? Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fair. As long as the water's not too cold. Late summer, fall. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, I think it would pair pretty well with... Like yeah, I don't even, think I would go with lobster. I, I'd do oh, like lobster some, roll, some chicken lobster roll. Yeah, like not 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 lobster itself, but but on the roll, maybe maybe like Connecticut style. With I the, would probably with go the butter. Not this is a good pizza beer. Mm. Yeah, just flat out pepperoni pizza. Mm. Yeah. yeah, give me a slice. Watch let's watch the Patriots watch game. Watch the Sox. Yeah, no, they're not watching the Patriots anymore. Yeah, they're losers. <laughs> 
They don't watch Whoa. the Bills. Wow. Dang. Wow. Well, I mean, Whoa. Have you ever met anybody from Boston? They love winners. As soon as they lose, they're, they're dead to them. Hmm. Tom Brady. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they're all Bucks fans now. <laughs> yeah, that they are. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow! From uh, from harpoon, then the long claw. We are going to rate long that one thaw. at three. Long, long thaw. thaw. Sorry, long I thought thaw. you were going to say the long thaw. <laughs> the big dig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sticking into the northeast. If you again. find a beer called the long thong, don't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Cisco. He's oh, got I'm a, sure. Uh, <laughs> if it's not been invented, it has been now. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, uh, let's talk about Boston Beer Company's Cold Snap. This is a 5.3% white ale. Uh, stirring from the haze of winter, it's a refreshing, unfiltered white ale. Awakens its smooth wheat with the bright snap of spring spices. Hmm. From the subtle sweetness <gasps> of orange peel and plum to the peppery bite of fresh ground coriander, the blend of spices creates just the right refreshing kick to signal the spring is on its way. Definitely get coriander. Kind of, I don't know, to me, this beer is kind of a one note. Little. This is deal. the one beer I absolutely did not like in this flight. Um, and it got worse um, as it warmed up. Kind of a burnt caramel, um, spicy. I actually wrote down if there is such a thing as a West Coast wheat, this is it. Um, it has all the characteristics of a West Coast IPA that are just screwed up. Um, yeah, I'm. This is absolutely at the bottom, you know, for me. I would probably just spit this out and say, you have any, anything else on tap other than wow. this? He'd spit so, it right Yeah, I prefer it to the harpoon. He'd spit it right mm. in Jim Cook's face. Ooh. Sorry. Wouldn't have to angle up or down. down to the, uh, <laughs> wow. Rude. That was rude. Um, He's a very nice man, though. No, he he is. Yeah. He really, really, he really is. is. I just don't like this beer. <laughs> And I, yeah, I totally concur. It to me, it tastes like, um, oh, like second or third runnings. Ooh, I, ooh just sort of slightly yeah. stringent. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that on the end. Water. And yeah. I, yeah. sorry. I would say if you're in the beer store, just uh, reach over for their uh, winter lager. And go on, go or on. or find some Oktoberfest <laughs> that's been. <sitting. laughs> We're here to drink death. Yeah, yeah. Just get a Sam seventy. Was a Sam seventy six? Yes. Oh, didn't they rebrand it? I don't know. Well, there's like a Wicked Good Hazy something, and then Wicked something something. No, I think the way that Reverend Mark said it, I would say if you're going to find this, I guarantee you the Winter Lager is sitting right there alongside it. Yep. I would grab the Winter Lager all day long and and uh, just leave this to somebody else. You know. Yeah. Grab the last that, six pack of winter. That cousin from Connecticut guy. that you don't like. That Pat's <laughs> Yeah, this one just I, I hate to say it, but it was a little disappointing for me. I, I had higher expectations for Tommy, it. Tommy, try this beer. Mm, that's what they told me in the sixth grade too. <laughs> we had higher expectations. You can do better. <laughs> was that a needs improvement grade? No. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, the Sam Adams uh, Cold Snap White Ale, we rated a generous three. Very generous. Very generous uh, three. Yes. We rated it when it was cold. Who were those people? Yeah. It was not I. And? Yes, yeah, the proctologists would say, give me anything but a butt light. 
Yes. Wow. I'm not giving you the rim shot on that one. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> family beer show, Dave. Family beer show. Family beer show. This is how my family, family talks. <laughs> what is that? Okay. So the the last beer that we are going to talk about, first of all, the color of this is completely different than anything that we've had up to this True. point. Okay. Um, and we are going to stick with the Northeast because that's where the best beers are. Funny. Um, haha, no, somewhat. <laughs> Great. It was a joke. Um, yes, because I mean the accumulation is like, you know, the other end. Spencer Brewery, their winter warmer. It's a 5.3% amber lager, and it is a traditional amber lager that's brewed with honey and spice and everything lovely in the universe. Made by monks. Mm. Tasting this beer makes me want to take a vow <laughs> and join. Mm-hmm. Yes. Join the monastery. Seriously. Wow. Wow. So I really love the Spencer Brewery. It's really cool having a Trappist, you know, brewery on USA soil. Totally cool. Especially all the hoops they had to jump through yeah, to do it. I mean, it took them almost six years, I believe, or longer to secure all the marketing rights, you know, to, to do this. Um, so this is one of the beers that has been added to the catalog, um, over time. Um, this is the beer that I wrote down, Bold Spice Beer. (laughs) So, um, there's a lot of clove and cinnamon on this. Um, and the finish on this is exceptionally sweet. So I would definitely say of probably all of the winter style beers, this is a, this is going down that path of being a full blown winter warmer. Um, it's just that it's an amber beer. Everybody's nodding your head, Dave. Where are you, man? Yes. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, I, I, I don't know that I would probably choose this over a winter warmer. Um, I, I probably would, I wouldn't want to go down the path of having something that was a bit darker and had a bit, you know, bigger body to it, um, than this. That's what she said. Okay. I like a thick beer. <laughs> wow. T-I-J-C-C. Family beer show, Mike. Family beer show. However, I, I think that if somebody was scared of all the big, heavy, deep behemoths mm. that we all know and love and appreciate. In the wintertime. In the wintertime. Yeah. That this might be a nice gateway. You know, it's richer. There's a lot more layers going on. That honey sweetness on the end is absolutely stunning, by the way. But it's more approachable, you know? When you can drink some and you won't get wrecked. I love barley wines. I love stouts. I love the big winter dark beers, but I can't drink them all the time, and I can't drink too much of them. Yeah, I could easily finish a six-pack of this. Yeah. And not, I mean, I shouldn't, but I could. Right. And and not feel bad or be you no, know, yeah. wasted or anything. Right, right. I mean, not at all. It's and I know this may be a little anecdotal, but with your Trappist breweries, they say traditionally that most days during the week, except for Sundays, they can only drink single strength beers. So this, to me, would be a, a working person's beer. So Wednesday with, beer. Yes, yes, and you can only drink doubles on Sundays. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I, yeah. So totally. I see this as a working person's beer. So that's yeah. why Sundays are two for one. Yes. 
<laughs> that gets Is that the ninety six button DCs. And then the triples are for hot. He's holy slow days. but effective, folks. Nice. <laughs> no, but I mean. But it doesn't make sense. And I think, you know, as a winter beer, this is a very quaffable, everyday kind of thing. Is this the beer you would wear your Bernie mittens and hold it gently and lovingly? Mm. While you looked angrily mm. over your mask? Yeah. I'm going to go with accumulation. I would pair with Bernie mittens. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He needs something that's mm-hmm. crisper. Well, the Spencer Brewery Winter Lager, or Winter Warmer, rather, we rated a four. (laughs) Well, I think this was a really good flight and a really good showcase of the lighter side of things. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was uh, an interesting flight and a good way to look at things different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Please tap and subscribe with the subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry, play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipssudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Well, Reverend Mark, it's been a pleasure. As always, lovely, lovely. Good boy, Mike. I saw some of that feedback. People were asking for what did our faces look like. And I was like, no, I don't yeah, think so. No. <laughs> yeah. They're not ready for that yet. <laughs> Come back and join <laughs> us for another exciting episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. I will ask you to keep on sipping. Good boy, Drew. Thanks for having me. Good boy, Dave. Hey, thanks for having Drew. <laughs> hey Drew, thanks for being here. <laughs> hey Drew, yes. Wait, hold on. <laughs> this is Good Old Gal Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us and catch you next time. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.